In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and we're excited that you've joined us here today. We are going to be talking about the top five trends for 2024 that are impacting careers. And we're excited to have Nicolette Barrett here with us. And she has been taking on the trends in the career space for quite a few years and now is starting to use AI with her clients, which of course was one of our big trends is using AI at work, using AI in career services and how people in human resources and talent acquisition are using AI. But we'll start with Nicolette Tell me a little bit about your business and what type of work you do with your clients. Okay, great. Thanks so much for having me, Marie. I'm so excited to be here. I am the CEO and founder of iRock Development Solutions, LLC, and I do businesses, iRock Resumes. And what I do is serve senior leaders, those who are aspiring and current senior leaders, get their C-suite jobs. And that's what I focus on, and I love everything about it. Yeah, I love it. So you had mm -hmm. said that you were using AI in your business. Mm -hmm. Tell me just a little, because I'm curious, um, yeah. how are you using AI in your business? One of the things I started doing is uh, coming up with articles to write for my business, for blogs, and also looking at different topics that I could do for my live stream. Just looking at it from a more of a marketing perspective, but nothing um, as far as my clients, because I have to admit I'm old school. And so I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need that. I love, and I'm a geek about writing. So I would love doing my own writing. So, but I use it for the marketing. I said, this is awesome because it'll cut down all of that. And so I really start looking into using it for that from that perspective mm -hmm. yeah so in we were just all together for a week in our annual career jam for career thought leaders which by the way if you're out there and you're thinking how do i stay up on this the career jam every year but you can still get the recordings i'll give you the link for that in a minute but you had some aha moments around how you might use ai with your clients right Yes, I did. <laughs> and of course, you know, anything new is kind of scary. And so I've I've shied away from it because I really didn't know how something like that could really get to the heart of what I wanted to do for my clients. I start rethinking my strategy for 2024. I have this guarantee that our resumes land interviews. And I said, you know what? I need to really start thinking about how I can really help my clients land jobs. Now, as a resume writer, they tell us we can never guarantee a job, but we can't guarantee an interview because we can always rewrite their interview. So I've always done that, but I shied away from actually guaranteeing a job, which I won't still guarantee, but I can be more instrumental in helping them get closer to landing that job in addition to the interview prep, but really searching for the right opportunities, applying for the right opportunities, and networking to get those behind the closed doors um, opportunities. So during the career jam, when you talked about all the different ways that we can use it, the light bulbs are going off. And I, was, and I actually told my assistant, I said, do you know this is awesome? It's right in line with what I wanted to do for 2024. So what I plan to do is use it as a research tool to really present to my clients and then we career coach through the how and how uh, create the strategy to actually implement it into their plan. Because as I you know, was saying before, 
Um, it is hard to really get into job searching without putting so many hours into it. I've, I'm going to find that the AI is going to reduce all of that time so I can get at the core of it, what I need for my clients. And I'm just tickle pink, Marie. I'm just so excited. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I want to be it a is so service. It yeah. is. Because I really want to serve my clients at a higher level because they always think about, they always ask, well, what, what's next? I'm like, okay, we could talk about the career coaching. I do it from a perspective of LinkedIn. Looking at how to uh, leverage LinkedIn, which is still very big um, for for my clients, but getting that research of the company, the size of the company, uh, the demographics, the culture of the company, what are people saying about the company, even finding connections on LinkedIn using AI. Now, Marie, I have to tell you, that kind of blew my mind. I was just sitting there in awe. <laughs> so I'm really <laughs> excited. <laughs> Well, and it is, it takes away some of that research piece so that then we yes. can work with the client on execution and all the yes. mindset stuff that comes up when we actually have to do it because they'll still have to do it. AI is not going to do it for them, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Because they'll get in there and start toying with it, but they really don't know how to ask the proper questions. And so that's one of the things that, that I was like, you know, I'm not going to catch on that bandwagon with the AI because it's a lot of information that's not true information out there. And I don't want people just to think that, hey, they're going to come to IROC and just get some kind of cookie cutter thing because that's not what I do. I really specialize in helping my clients move their career forward. And I just couldn't figure out how to do that from helping them land that actual ideal job. Now, my tagline is land the job of your dreams and create a career that rocks. And I'm like, okay, so how do I become even truer to that tagline? Because I take them all the way to up to a certain point, but there's so much more I knew I can do. Never thought about AI until the career jam session. And I was like, oh my gosh, here's my answer right here. So I'm really excited about 2024. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And, mm -hmm. and how we can integrate it and it doesn't have to be that hard. And I like that you said the information's not always true, but of course we mm -hmm. looked at some other systems that we can verify mm -hmm. a little bit faster mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. ways that you can use it that it's a jumping off point. It, doesn't necessarily have to be 100% correct when we just mm -hmm. use it as a place to get started. Yes, exactly. And when I was saying it also about the being true that people were just saying, oh, you could be absolute, giving our uh, giving potential clients absolutes when that's not necessarily true. They still need a human to help them, as you mentioned, critically think through the information. Now, how do I use this for me and my individual situation? How do I implement it for my individual situation? How do I create a strategy for my individual um, situation? And that's what I do is develop strategies for my clients. But using AI is going to cut down that time and or actually getting, getting more direct information to them quicker so they can be successful sooner rather than later. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And have you had clients asking about it yet or not? No. And I think it's probably because of the demographics demographics that I serve, which are the more is mostly the senior leaders. They're not really into all of that. And if if they are, they are getting their assistants to do it. So they're not really thinking about how that they usually pay me the money and say, hey, you do it. And so and that's about it. But um, I'm, uh, I want to show them how they can use it for furthering their career from the networking perspective to cut down on that time, but they have not even asked for it. So that's another reason why I really wasn't, didn't really jump into it because my clients are not at that level where they're thinking about AI for their career. They may are using it in their business because that's what a lot of companies are going through. But for professional careers, they're like, no, I don't have time. That's why I'm hiring you.
Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd be curious to hear um, how they might even be using it in their job or if you yes. teaching them to use it in their job search may open up some ideas of how they could use it in the job because I see those two things go hand in hand, especially if they're in strategy or marketing or product development. There's such a correlation between how we can use it in job search and career marketing and how they could use it in their business. Exactly. And that's going to allow me to make the bottom of the tag, my tagline, the last part of my tagline come true, creating a career that rocks, using an AI to further what they're doing inside of their job once they land it or promote it or enhance it, whichever they're trying to do. Now, this is something I can use and bring back to my company to enhance it even more. And then as a service provider may even allow me opportunities to come in to actually work with groups and teams to be able able to enhance what they're doing as well. So I'm really excited about the potential of what AI can do to expand my business for 2024. Yeah, now you're talking executive coaching, leadership coaching, in addition to the career work, because they're going to need to know how to use it in their Mm -hmm. space and how to Mm -hmm. walk alongside it. And just like we're talking about doing it as a coach. Yeah, especially because a lot of um, companies have turned to a coaching culture, just like the um, company that I worked for years ago, they changed everything. So everything is about coaching. And so if you're a coaching culture, how do you leverage AI to help you coach them more effectively and not just thinking, or which I have seen is that, oh, I get this one-on-one coming up with my um, staff member, my employee, what am I going to talk about? So that last minute, because I, I won't admit it, but I may have done that too. So like, what are we talking about with this person? So being very um, intentional about helping direct reports leverage what they're doing and push them along. So I can see it just u- being used in so many different facets and I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are a career service provider, you want to check out Career Jam, careertl.com backslash Career Jam 2023. You can still get all the recordings and all the goodies for the rest of this week till November 17th. Then you'll be able to get the recordings, but not as many of the goodies. And um, Nicolette, tell people where they can find you if they're interested in learning more about how you work with your clients. Oh, and November 17th, it's my birthday. Double ah! nickels. <laughs> I'll be it. the big five five. <laughs> So, okay, I just had to say that. <laughs> but yes, they can find me at irockresumes.com. And they also can, can connect with me on LinkedIn. Now, my name is very long, so Maria will have it in the show notes. So it's Nicolette Barrett right on LinkedIn. That's where I hang out the most. So please come and visit me over there. I love it. Well, and you're doing some great work in terms of helping people and you're doing live streams. You go live every week. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to get back to it because, you know, I've been on a little break because of my accident. You know, I'm still in the wheelchair. So <laughs> my little accident kind of put me off kelter, but I plan to be back very soon. Yeah. After I get my full recovery on. <laughs> okay. Yes. And I get your yes. weekly newsletter. So I'd recommend that people sign up for your Please. weekly newsletter too. It's very yes. inspirational. Yeah. Thank you. Thank it. you. I love it. Awesome. And- we met, did we meet at a resume writing? We met at a resume yes, writing we conference. Did. Yeah, we sure did. That was my first year speaking at the uh, National Resume Writers Association. And I just moseyed on over to your table and you had the wheel. I think we spent the wheel or something like that. And that's how we met. So I've been connected to you ever since, Marie. Yeah, well, I so yes, appreciate it. I love, it. I love that you're just jumping mm-hmm. in there too. We, so we've got a new thing that we're going to launch, which Career Jam people get, but it's the AI and Career Services Sandbox. And it's an opportunity just to play around with it. And if you are out there listening, I would find an opportunity in your 
career to see who's doing what with this and where's a community you can find to plug in because there's product managers and leaders and all types of groups that are are trying to figure out how they can leverage this in their career, whether it's AI or other types of technology. And I love that you just jumped in and started figuring out how you can apply it in your business. Yes, and I'm going to take that link and I'm going to put it in my group too uh, for the Society of Elite Resume Writers and Coaches. I want them to go back and listen. So I'm going to take that link and put it in there so they can purchase it because it was highly valuable for me. I'm telling everybody, you got to go to the Career Jam, listen to all that AI stuff because it will help you in your business. So I'm grabbing that link, Marie, and put it in the group. All right. Well, I'll send you a discount link for your group and we'll go from there. So we are going to say goodbye to Nicolette. Nicolette, thank you for sharing. This is awesome. And your clients are going to benefit so much from it. We're going to come back and we'll talk about AI in your work a little bit more, um, what's changing in jobs. And then we're going to talk about our three other trends, which are aging and careers thriving in 100 and beyond. We're going to talk about education and Gen Z, what's going on with that group. I'm going to talk about the economic changes and how those are impacting careers for 2024 and beyond. So we'll take a short break and we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at strategic now back to the career confidant 
Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about the five trends impacting careers 2024 and beyond. So we're talking a little bit about AI in career services and AI at work, um, AI in recruiting and job search. And this has really taken off and companies have been using AI and other kinds of sourcing tools for the last few years. Then of course, ChatGPT made that even more accessible. Uh, you know, you don't have to have a fancy technology now to do some of those searches, that interviewing uh, methodologies. And you can do that using ChatGPT. So we've heard of some, you know, ChatGPT interviews where the recruiter writes it up. And now that you can create your own GPT, uh, I imagine that this will happen even more now because employers will be able to send you to their GPT and you can engage with it uh, separately from everyone else because it can be separate now. So this new technology changing the way jobs seekers use tools still doesn't change the way you find a job because we find a job most of the time through a referral or through a relationship. These tools can just help you manage that better and, and streamline it a little bit. Don't automate your communications too much. <laughs> you gotta, we gotta be careful about the human pieces of it. And they're also changing how recruiting is done. This can feel like it's becoming impersonal, but what I see is that people are trying to use the tools to make it more personal. So if I can use a chatbot to manage this part of the process, then I have more time to engage with candidates in this type, part of the process. Most people who do that type of work like, like hanging out with people, like talking to people, so they're not gonna look to completely automate it. They're looking for, how can I automate these pieces so that then I can spend more time in the pieces that really matter, building relationships with candidates, building relationships with hiring managers, and then being able to connect the dots better with the human part of the job that the technology can't take on. I loved hearing that. We heard from Maisha Cannon and she shared what she's doing um, in her organization. She consults with companies to do their sourcing, to improve their sourcing. And I'd encourage you just to listen in and read what are recruiters doing with these technologies and, and what does that mean for you as a job seeker or for your job seekers if you're a career services provider. Then we talked to Marty Constant, who shared AI in the future of work. So how is AI changing the way we work? And there's been some great research by McKinsey, World Economic Forum, uh, and some other places, although you've got to watch out, like OpenAI did their own research on how it's going to impact the future of work. And be a little bit careful about some of those things. But what we see is that jobs are going to be augmented by, by AI and the percent of jobs that's gonna be augmented is the number that I, I hear a lot. We've gotta remember that that doesn't mean replaced. It means that the job will be changed because you're using AI. And for some careers that may mean less people needed to do that job. For others, it, it won't necessarily, it will just be that you need that skill now to do that job. And the higher end workers, that's really not the word, right word, <laughs> the more skilled level or information knowledge type jobs will actually be augmented more. They, they will need to use this technology for the same kinds of reasons that Nicolette was just talking about. And the more entry level jobs will be augmented because they will need to use this to be more productive, speed it up, uh, be more efficient, 
And some of those jobs at all levels may be replaced by the technology, but not as many as we might think. When you look at the World Economic Forum, then their prediction that just came out at the beginning of 2023, it was that these technologies would create more jobs than they would eliminate. And so our goal as career services providers is to figure out, well, what is the shift going to look like? What is that going to look like? And how can you be ready for the new jobs that are coming along, especially if it appears that your old job might be at risk for technology taking some of that job away? It's really not that hard to think about, like what types of jobs might be replaced more from AI than augmented. And they're the ones where you're doing routine tasks over and over again, um, where it's not, it doesn't require as much human interaction with the, the process as other jobs might. So if there's more strategic, critical thinking, execution, because say I can't really do things for you at, at some level. And so those are the jobs that are gonna be sticking around. Of course, the trades and hands-on jobs, but even a lot of the people jobs like sales and strategy and business development, those jobs can be augmented by AI, but not necessarily replaced because you've got to have the right experienced person putting in the inputs to get the right outputs into these tools, at least for the short term. So looking at how is your job going to change because of AI? And this has been my push for career services providers is that this is the work we do. This is what we do is help people figure out how do they be relevant? How do they stay relevant in the future of work? And we can't do that if we aren't doing it ourselves. There are so many different ways to integrate AI into any job. And in career services, there are a lot of ways to do it where you still get the pieces that are critically human. Writing a resume has a little bit of each. It has some things AI could do for you, and it has some critically human pieces. Writing your client stories, AI cannot do that for you. You have to put in your client's information. They have to put in their own information, whatever you're doing. And so you've got to think about which pieces make sense, whether it's the business aspect or the service aspect, and then how do you start using the tools? Because you're going to be telling your clients that to keep their jobs, to be the best at their jobs, to advance, they're going to need to use these tools. They're going to have to use these skills. And if we aren't doing it ourselves, it's going to be really a hard uproad, <laughs> uphill push to have them figuring out how to use it. And once you've figured out how you can integrate it, the light bulbs just start going off of the ways that you could use it more and the ways that other people could use these types of tools. So I encourage you to just play around with it, get in there, check it out. And as I said earlier, that's why we're starting the AI and Career Services Sandbox. Um, we had, we'd started a prompt library a while ago, and that just wasn't fitting the need. It wasn't matching up with what people needed because you get a prompt, but if you don't understand how to apply it, or if you don't understand how to change it for your client's needs, it doesn't really work that much. And we're spending a lot of time talking about prompt engineering without making a difference, without applying it. So the Career Services Sandbox will allow us to get in there, give you a case study or have monthly office hours and really talk about how we're using AI in our work and how that is 
you know, what, what we're going to do with that. So if you're interested in that, um, mark down this link and go to it later. We're going to be at the um, CTLRWA, so CTLRWALogistics.com and then backslash AICS Sandbox. So when we go there, you can, you know, go to the Career Thought Leader site. We'll have it up soon. It's not there yet. A button to join the sandbox and play around with your colleagues on how AI could be used in career services. All right. So that's the AI piece. Big trend, obviously. We spent a lot of time talking about it um, during our career jam. Then we talked about this idea of living and thriving to 100. If you are a career confidant listener, you might remember that towards the beginning of the year, um, I interviewed a doctor from the Cleveland Clinic who talked about how we are going to be living longer and we're going to be living healthier longer. So what does this mean for careers? Of course, it means that people will want to work when they're 70, 80, maybe even longer uh, in the next 30 years. And how will careers adapt? How will career services adapt? to meet that need and what can we do to help people understand how to keep plugging in in whatever way they want to plug in and add value to their industry, a new industry, a new type of job. We're really continuing this conversation that we've been having for like the last 10, 15 years about what retirement is shifting to. It's very rare that someone stops working completely at 65 and doesn't do anything whether that's um, volunteer or not. But of course, as the economics shift, uh, people are likely going to need to be making an income later in life in addition to just wanting to work later in life. If you are in that age group, I'd say, you know, somewhere 50s-ish plus, to start thinking about what will you do? How do you want to stay plugged in? What type of work do you want to do? And how will you position yourself in the market? Because I've heard stories, and I'm sure we all have, of people that get laid off when they're 55, and they realize that how the market sees them has changed, even though how we see ourselves doesn't necessarily change, right? We still see we have the same skills, we have the same work experience, we've got all these great, uh, great skills to bring. And that may or may not be true, depending on the industry, geography, those types of things that we're targeting. So how are we going to shift our approach? Um, Because although I would love to change everyone's opinion about aging, it's going to be a slow road. So how do we change our approach to plug in that value, to key in on why that value matters to whoever is hiring us, and to really demonstrate how we can add that value in a way that matters to them. So, you know, a lot of us put 15 plus years experience in our summary. That is a, just such a basic recognition of how the language of the candidate and the needs of the employer don't match up. Because even though they might say they're looking for 15 plus years experience in their job description, that's a dime a dozen. Everybody's got it, that applies. So they're, that's a check mark. They're looking for what's, what are you really going to do to bring value? How do you understand their needs, their pains, their, their desires? And do you demonstrate that you can plug in and deliver those right away? 
it's a marketing and branding question and it's it's the best that we can do obviously we can't change our age we can't change their perception about it but the more that we really think about what's the pitch that matches their desire we're going to have a much better chance at connecting and giving ourselves a chance for that person to see past any ageism to make those connections so that's just part of that conversation we had, an awesome conversation about thinking differently when you're in that age group of how you're gonna show up in the marketplace. We're gonna take another short break here. Uh, Career Confidant will come back and address our other trends in education and Gen Z careers and in uh, economic changes and what that means for careers. We'll be right back here on Career Confidant. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today, we've been talking about the five trends that are impacting careers in 2024 and beyond. And so we've talked about AI in hiring and job search, AI in the future of work. How is it going to impact your job, my job, all of our jobs? And then living to 100 and beyond, what does that mean for our careers? The next trend is kind of on the opposite side in terms of education trends and Gen Z. What's going on in that space of our new professionals in the working world? And Gen Z being somewhere from... Um, 26 to 36 right now, like 25 to 35. And what does that mean as they enter the workforce, take a bigger hold in the workforce right now? And then we also talked a little bit about Gen Alpha, who's the one coming up after them. And, you know, what does that mean? And what will that look like? And Gen Z, Gen Alpha are smaller generations, especially Gen, Gen Alpha is much smaller than uh, many other generations, even 
even projecting the next few years of kids being born? And what will that mean for educational institutions? And when we think about career services, a lot of career services are offered through educational institutions. And as those institutions lose student numbers and become smaller, they obviously lose the funding for supporting career services offices. When we think about Gen Z careers and those that have just launched, of course, they came out during COVID. They came out of school in a time when every while onboarding was virtual. There's this challenge of getting integrated into an organization, challenges of, of finding jobs in a weird market where sometimes there's tons of jobs available and then not many in some industries. Some industries, of course, have had uh, lots of jobs open, but they're not the industries that many people want to be in. What does that look like for their getting started in a career and then getting it, it launched. And what we've seen, of course, is a lot more what used to be called job hopping. Now it's just common sense that if I'm trying to get into a career, I might have to move a few times fairly quickly to get out of that entry-level career and make a move into where I want to go. And a lot of that happening virtually, as I said, and, and a lot of the research shows at least, you send me a comment if you agree or not, but what we see a lot in the research is that Gen Z wants to be more in person because you want that office experience, the mentorship, the onboarding, the things that don't happen as well in most companies at least virtually. So how can they find those opportunities to really connect in and build their network with not just their peers, but with people that might be able to help them with the next step in their career. And we talked about, obviously, the, the numbers shifting and the numbers shifting in higher education because of that. But then you've got all of the alternatives to degrees and higher education that have come up in the last few years, where we're seeing um, more online, more certificate-based careers and getting a degree that really applies to one thing so that you can go and do that or getting a degree and then having to get a credential on top of it. Um, our colleague Cheryl Minnick, she always calls it the triple threat that companies are looking for someone with a degree, that certification or specific credential and experience. And from what I see, Gen Z has kind of figured that out. And educational opportunities have figured that out, that they've got internships, they've got co-ops, they've got experiences that help our young people get the experience plus the degree. And then a lot of schools, of course, have added on those credentials, um, whatever they might call them, certificates, badges, that they can share with their young people to be more marketable in the space. And I think that's one of the places that career services professionals have to really be aware of what's going on in that space and how will things shift. We've seen in the last three, four years, people getting laid off from career services offices, and that was pretty much not a thing ever before that. And how will that continue to evolve? What will that look like? And paying attention to those trends, the demographics, the, the enrollment numbers, and what that will mean. Of course, we also saw a big pullout in some ways of the international influx that we had. Um, you know, the university that I worked at years ago had a agreement with another country, and there was quite a few students coming in from that country every year. 
now we're not seeing that as much may come back it may not we'll see and and then when we look at the programs and how they're shifting to be more focused on connecting to a career and what does that mean for our liberal arts programs for our educational um, belief perhaps in some ways and some people that education should be more well-rounded and not necessarily just pointed at a degree how will that shift we've seen some mixed conversation around do you really need a degree for this or for that and a graph that I found, I don't know, about a year ago, talked about how the need for degrees shifts systemically, and it also shifts based on the market, which makes sense. So there are some industries that will say, no, we don't need a degree because we really need workers, tech industry. But then when things get tighter, they will start eliminating candidates because they don't have a degree because they can't. And so this graph showed that, that there are some degree shifts and that are related to the market. And then what degree shifts are actually systemic where this field is deciding that they don't need this degree anymore. And it's gonna be a long-term change versus just that market-based change. And those are important things to watch. I've seen a lot of um, what some of my colleagues would say is kind of puffery around the federal government and state governments saying that they don't require a degree anymore. Some of that is real changes and some of that is just marketing what already existed. For instance, the federal government, a lot of those jobs didn't require a degree before they started marketing the fact that many of their jobs don't require a degree. So it's great people know about it, but it's not really a change away from degree requirements. I haven't dug deep to know if the changes in some of the states are the same marketing type of change or if they're actually a structural change to not requiring a degree. One thing I would tell students, and of course our career services providers are gonna tell you this as well inside those institutions, is to do your research and understand if there is a structural shift away from degrees in your desired field or if it is a an economic based shift that will come back and what do you want to do where do you see yourself going if you aren't getting a degree right now whether that's a two-year degree four-year degree whatever what is your plan to make sure you are staying up on what the requirements are so that when you do want to make a shift you're not stuck that comes a little bit from my experience in 2008 course talking to a lot of people who'd been laid off in the Great Recession and couldn't find work because the markets flooded and they didn't have degrees so they were the last on the list and that's always my fear for people that decide they don't need a degree right now is if the market shifts will that still be true for you will it still be true for what you want to do if not it might mean that you don't need it right now but you have got a plan to keep working towards it or whatever makes sense for your for your career then we talked a little bit about economic shifts and the reason that we just had to talk about this is because when you look at the world economic forum the forces that are causing the most job loss are economic supply chain and global political related so if we are not talking about economics, if we're not talking about global politics in some framework, not, not in terms of you know one party versus the other, but just this whole idea of how global politics is shifting, 
global demographics, how they're shifting. If we are not paying attention to that, we're not paying attention to the forces that have the most play on the future of jobs. And that's a problem. So we may kind of shy away from the politics discussion and even climate change, which was actually one of the biggest job creators, um, supply chain, socioeconomic challenges, demographics. We as career services providers, we're usually more people people than data people. It's important for us to start paying attention to some of those shifts. And if you are a job seeker, the same is true in your industry, paying attention to the macro forces that are going on and the geopolitical forces that influence that. I mean, I've said this before, but I had no idea that what a car part, one of the biggest manufacturers for one of the car parts was in Ukraine, which was why when the war started in Ukraine, there was already a strain on the automotive market. And then the lack of that part made it even worse. And so it may not be something you're thinking about in your industry, but start listening, paying attention, reading your industry news, not just for the, you know, the normal changes, but how are those big macro forces going to play into your career, your future of your industry, and what will that look like? Uh, we see some good sh shifts from that. Of course, the reshoring during COVID in terms of manufacturing created a bunch of manufacturing jobs uh, in the U.S. and elsewhere, as other places did reshoring as well. And then, of course, you see that those jobs were hard to fill, uh, new training programs pop up for them, and that there's kind of this spidering outward. When we look at some of the research on what are going to be the most growing jobs because of these forces and others, we always want to look at the supporting cast, not just the key player that's identified. So although it's not related to geopolitical forces or, or climate change, one of the main jobs that's predicted to grow is surgeon. I think oh, that's great, but I'm not going to be a surgeon. And, you know, maybe whatever, if you're in your last year of college, you're not going to be a surgeon. But what does that mean? Bigger scope, bigger picture. Who else will need jobs to support that surgeon? What is it saying about micro, macro growth, healthcare, the, you know, people getting more care, people needing more support. And there's a bunch of jobs that come around to support that, whether that's a health coach or a surgeon, they're all in that same sphere. So when you look at some of those jobs that are growing, you want to do that. What are, what are the other jobs around that person that will need there to be support? And then you can also do it with the jobs that are shrinking bookkeeper, administrative assistant, you might think, okay, what are similar jobs to that? And how could you shift from something that's in that area to something that's in the area where you're, you're growing? Of course, similar um, or very simple example for an administrative assistant would be what, what in the medical field could you plug into and what's going to stay around? Are billers and coders going to stay around? I don't know. So I do that research and see what skills transfer over there and what's going to last long term in that industry that you could be in as a support person to those other jobs that are growing. Okay, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, talk just briefly uh, the highlights of those top five trends for 2024. And then what you can do as you look forward to 2024 to really make sure you're managing and owning your career 
so that it can thrive and you can be happy and successful in 2024. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on Finding Certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. So today we've been talking about the five trends that are going to impact careers in 2024 and beyond. So our first one was AI in job search and hiring. We know that these tools are being used. They're going to be used more and more to help employers get better, bigger pools of employees. And I think that's an important mindset for us is that they're doing it to get a more diverse candidate pool, pull from places they've never pulled, and of course, to get candidates that have the skills they're looking for to do the job. What can we do as individuals? Well, we can make sure we're showing we have those skills. We can make sure we're showing up online where AI can pull us into that pool as having those skills. And of course, we can use AI to find the communities and organizations that we want to work with or be a part of and proactively network in, show our thought leadership, make connections, have relationships with those individuals who are in those communities, not just the hiring managers, but also the others who might be on hiring teams for those organizations where we wanna work. And AI can help us do that. AI can help us do the research. It can help us organize it. It can help us think about our conversation or our approach. I'd be careful of the scripting. You always wanna take a script and really adjust it and make it your own. And if you're using, um, you know, social media to connect with people, I always 
recommend engaging before you do cold outreach, engage on someone's posts if you can, engage in a public conversation so that then when you reach out in the messaging, it just feels like the next step of connecting versus a cold approach, which hardly everyone hates, especially on LinkedIn. Then we talked about AI in the future of jobs and that technology is gonna create more jobs than it eliminates. It's really about understanding the evolution that's coming in our industry or our target industry and how we are going to plug in. What skills do you need? What qualifications are they looking for? And how can you demonstrate that you can bring the, the uniquely human value that they're looking for? Because most organizations aren't looking to replace people with technology. They're looking to bring technology in to make the people more effective, to make the strategy more effective. And you can use some of those same tools for yourself to better understand what the industry is facing. You don't want to always take it at face value, but if you use a system that documents its resources, its sources, like perplexity or BARD or Bing, you can get what what are the trends in this area? Or what is this organization talking about in terms of trends? Or what are the organizations I should be paying attention to for this industry or this type of job? And then you can get that information from those groups who are curating it and from AI tools that can curate it and really stay on top of what's coming next, what's impacting this, what global influences are impacting this career so that you can speak directly to those needs and how you can add value to the companies in that space. It's a little bit different thought than we might be used to. It's um, really a more proactive, active process of understanding your market, understanding your hiring manager, and then being able to plug in to the community, to the conversation, and share how you add value. Then we talked a little bit about thriving in 100 and beyond. And I always emphasize that it's like you're gonna be 40 for 40 years, not that you're gonna be 80 for 40 years. So this living younger, living healthier, one, how is our lifestyle contributing to that or not? Um, because that's a big piece of it here is, are we living healthier? Are we choosing healthy things? And then, just the medical advances that are gonna happen that are gonna give us longer life. How do you position your career? So if you're 40, 50, start thinking about it now, what do you wanna be doing in 10 years? How will the market shift? And just being realistic about how the market might view us, what are we going to do to position ourselves as adding value, which goes back to just the conversation I was having about plugging in in a way that adds value and making sure that we're communicating that in the right language, not 15 years of experience, but what can you do for them tomorrow because of the skills, qualifications, experiences that you've gained in those years and specifically in the past few years because everything is changing so much. How have you been able to translate all that experience into success and value and um, at whatever it is that the company is looking to do. When we start thinking about it that way, 
and, and all the other opportunities that are in existence right now. Maybe there's something else you want to do that leverages your experience and, and skills that isn't related. How do you start to build a stair step to that now? Our fourth trend was education and Gen Z careers. What can we do to understand how this is shifting, how on-campus education is shifting, how online education is, is changing, and what that's going to mean for our young people, both that Generation Z as, as well as Gen Alpha. What does that mean for them as they're coming into the workplace? And what are some of the challenges that they face that if we're in a company or we're parents of that type of um, young person, how can we help them get plugged in, find the mentor opportunities on board virtually or in person well, so that they're on a good track to stay in communication and do the work that they wanna do. And making those connections is just so important and whether they're not in an, and when they're not in an office environment, they're going to have to work a little harder to make those connections across the organization so that they can get where they want to go in their career. And then the last one was this economic and global political as well as climate and demographic forces that are really changing work. They're changing who is where, and that is going to change how work, well, how work is done has already changed. It's going to stay that way because of these demographic changes, even as we try to go back to the office, because of the population and demographic changes, you're going to see companies having to be more creative about where they get their workers and how that looks. And if we are not paying attention to that as it applies to our industry and for career services providers as it applies to careers, we're going to be missing a big piece of the forces that are impacting jobs created and jobs lost today and in the future. So as you look forward to 2024, you want to think about what is the core? What do you love to do? What is it that makes you feel purposeful? Because that's something you create for yourself, not something your employer is going to create for you. But what do you do that makes you feel like you are adding value, you're, not just to others, but to yourself, that you're engaged and feeling successful? Then how can you do more of that in a way that plugs in to where your industry is going? What are the gaps? What are the pains? What are the needs? And how do you want to show up in that space knowing what you know about your core? Because being able to move from place to place and job to job isn't about being a chameleon. It's really about knowing who you are so well that you can bend and sway more like a tree with strong roots. But those strong roots are important for you to be successful in wherever you decide to bend and sway to. So we are going to be pairing up some more guests for you here on the Career Confidant. And if there are any topics you'd like us to cover or questions you'd like answered, please feel free to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at Career Career Thought Leaders, <laughs> CareerThoughtLeaders.com. And we'll see you right back here again next week on the Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. 
Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.